0: let's see if i remember how to do this it has been one month to the day since we have set at the sweet level here at one oak field it's the pop and vod show the highly anticipated return of the pop and vod show people have been reaching out across the globe coach asking when we would be back in these two very seats here live from downtown uh hi everyone as you can see uh, Coach is with me, and we have four lovely tickets, if I can do my best Vanna White impression, four lovely tickets right. and Price is Right for you to potentially come down to the field. Yeah, Coach has got the arm action going on. For you to come down uh, to the field on Saturday night and watch the Roughnecks take on Los Dos. So a good opportunity for you. So what we need you to do right now on the Facebook page is you have to like, comment, and share on the post that features these tickets. We will give these away at the very end of our broadcast this afternoon. Not only that, but you get four very lovely, lovely posters that will be giveaways as well. So these four posters are going to go with the tickets, and then the first 1,000 fans get posters uh, on Saturday night as well. And might I suggest that you look in the very right-hand bottom corner where you see my radio station's logo, cheap plug there for the buzz. And you get Channel 8's and also the Roughnecks logo as well. But we all know the buzz is the most important logo there.
1: Uh, hi, Coach. How are you? I'm good. I got over my month-long uh, stage fright. I'm ready to go again.
0: <laughs> did you, uh, did you uh, prepare? For, I was rehearsing and rehearsing for hours. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I felt the exact same way. Um, wow, where do we even begin? Uh, as we mentioned, it's been a month since we've been sitting here. There's been a lot that has transpired over that course of one month. Uh, we had the game last Sunday with Oklahoma City that didn't necessarily turn out the way that uh, everyone would like, uh, but an opportunity to get back on the pitch this Saturday. So uh, let's just start overall now as we are full steam ahead barreling downhill towards the playoffs and trying to get the playoff picture figured out in the West, kind of give us a general synopsis of where you feel like that this team is at currently right now with the last few remaining games left.
1: Well, in general, we feel great. We feel like we're in great position. Uh, We've got four home games and one road game on grass, which is good. Uh, You know, the, the hard part about the last stretch was everything was on turf. You know, St. Louis, Seattle, Oklahoma City, Portland, Vancouver, all in a row. Training on turf every day almost Mm. for for a month. You know, just look at the pure numbers. We go three unbeaten and lose to Oklahoma City. And, uh, you know, the stretch before that wasn't bad as well. Everything looks good. But Phoenix is basically on an undefeated streak, unbeaten, undefeated streak. Uh, Oklahoma City is still hanging in there, although losing to uh, Reno last night. You know, takes them a peg back. Uh, Sacramento just in front of us. And every team, there's four or five teams that are all jockeying for that third and fourth spot. You know, I think no one's going to be able to catch Salt Lake. Uh, You know, between Reno and San Antonio, they have the inside track for the number two spot. But, uh, after that, someone's going to take a you know someone's going to come back to us, and we've got to go up the table, you know so um We've got to get back to the way you know we missed Jacory for a bunch of games. We're going to miss him again because Kellen Acosta is not traveling this weekend, so he's traveling with FC Dallas. But you missed Jacory, you missed Kosuke, you missed Juan, and you play on turf six games in a row, and it obviously took a little of the wind out of our sails. We're not as dominant on the ground with the ball. You know, you play against teams that are built for turf, and they're playing run and gun, and they're pressing, or they're or they're sitting behind the ball, whatever their style is. You know, you didn't see us absolutely dominating games and the ball moving. As quickly as we expect it to, when we're playing and well, and we're firing in all cylinders. So, uh, you know, we're in seventh spot. So we could either go in either direction. So as much as you want to say, I, I feel good about it. at The same sense, it's like guys, we're we're in a playoff situation. Every game, we have to go win you know if we win four out of the next five games i think we're guaranteed to go in if we you know win one drop one tie one or two then anything can happen and uh, you don't want to put yourself in that position you want to qualify as early as possible so if you've got guys who are banged up if you need to get guys a little bit of minutes uh, you know but right now we go with uh, you know our best team possible and we got to, the, the goal is to win the next uh, two or three home games and after that you you know we look down the road
0: You have to take care of your your own business and worry about, you know, what's happening in your own house. But how much of this as well now with just a handful of games left you mentioned, sitting there in seventh, got people all around you. How much are you paying attention and kind of peeking at, you know, what the remaining schedules are for uh, some of the other teams that are in that group and also, you know, paying attention, you know, very close attention to what the results are on any given night?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the real aspect that I look at is how many games is a team playing Mm because fatigue fatigue or altitude play the biggest part you know Phoenix as well as they're doing now they're playing every three days every four days Uh, I think uh, some there's one or two other teams that like right now Oklahoma City's on their three game road trip I think it is and they've got a lot of games they just played it Played us Sunday, played Reno last night at altitude, and they have to go to Sacramento. So they lost last night. You expect them to go in on uh, very low energy and fighting for their lives in Sacramento. And we hope that Sacramento takes care of business and... You know puts them down and, uh, and gets them out of our out of our sight, so uh, for us it's we 're home games, yep. you know you, we don 't look anywhere past L.A. L.A. came out and we had the ball moving at their place, and we 're playing very well, and then boom boom, we give up two goals like we did against oklahoma city, and that really makes it tough in in l a we climbed all the way back, but it was all you could do, and you give all your effort and you still pull out a draw. you know we played Oklahoma City, give up two goals in the first thirteen minutes and uh we couldn't score they packed it in and sat back and credit to them they defended well and we weren't able to break them down so you see our uh you know la game we had great chances we were totally dominant and all of a sudden boom boom they scored two goals and we're we're on our heels you know look at great great yeah. attack next one goes right into his hands and then you go they turn around and they score after three we had all the ball and three great chances and they get one counter attack and they score you know we let up for a second
0: as you see the first goal from uh, L.A. there in the uh, original match. And uh, as as you mentioned from there, you know, it, it completely changes the dynamic when you've controlled as much as the ball as, as you have and for them to get two quick goals on the counter like that. It kind of – then you have to go back and kind of readjust everything that you've done for the rest of the game moving forward. And the same thing happened in the Oklahoma City match.
1: Yeah, L.A., we played great in the second half. Come out, eventually get the two goals. But, you know, you – you can't expect to score three goals and a half yeah. when the other team knows that they've got a 2 0 lead and they're, they're fighting for everything they have. And at Oklahoma City, we weren't able to get the first goal. I thought even after the first goal and even after the second goal, we were playing well. Uh, Bradley had the free header, and I think uh, Rivas had a little shot at the penalty stop that L- Lorendi saved. And, uh, you know, if we had scored the one goal any time with, uh, I would have thought we were in great shape. But 2 0 for 60, 70 minutes, and then all of a sudden, you know. it's a long 30 minutes and we just were not able to we're not able to to score any goals against okc
0: here's some of the highlights from the oklahoma city match and uh here's the uh, first goal uh that is scored from oklahoma city and uh just a ball played here to the back post yeah
1: you know Uh, and hey bradley's been our best defender day in and day out it gets get Get, just did not get goal side fast enough. He hesitated a little bit, thought he could body him and give M- Miguel Gonzalez credit. He uh, he held him off and made a perfect finish. And then here we just got beat down the field. You know, two guys get beat down the field. Bradley over commits and and really puts Fabian at a disadvantage because Fabian's looking for the shot on his left side. And the next thing you know, a guy cuts him and he's got to scramble the near post. And uh, you know, it's. Tough, tough play for the goalkeeper there.
0: At, at, from a coaching standpoint, how how tough is that when you see right here you do get beat down the middle of the field? He splits the two defenders uh, and then has you know what 25, 30 yards that that he's on on goal with there. From from a yeah. coaching standpoint, there that's got to be frustrating.
1: Uh, I mean, give Barreal credit; he's a young guy, yeah. played for, uh, came out of the Real Madrid, qu- and he's quick. We noticed that last week, the last game, the first, the last game at home. Uh, you start to notice that this guy's got a good turn of pace. He's yeah. come on the ball. Uh, but when he beats us at midfield, you got 60 yards to go. And our two outside backs didn't react quick enough. Our two defensive midfielders just did not dig in early and run them down in the first 15 yards. And then, you know, kind of give give up a little bit. And they're coasting and they're watching. And then, you know, we had two guys there, Bradley and Moe, and Bradley just overcommitted too early. He dove in. The guy... Looks like he's going to shoot with the right, so Fabian's looking to his left, knows the shot's going to the right, and then Bradley overcommits and he brings it back to his left. And, you know, there's not much chance for Fabian to react now and, uh, and to get to the other side and deal with a left footed shot to the near post. So, you know, but I, I look at it all the way around. George and Kosuke were too wide, and as soon as uh, Colin gets beat in the midfield, they did not react quick enough. You know, I think uh, Kosuke right enough had a man on that side of the field and thought Brent was going to slow the ball down and Brent doesn't slow him down and now Kosuke is trying to catch up and he couldn't get there. And you see George is out too far too. So, you know, we've got six guys there. We could have we dealt with their two or three guys and we just didn't make good decisions and we didn't run hard enough. You see some of our guys jogging back the last five yards. You yeah. know When Baril makes that cut we got two, three guys within three, four yards. And if you're sprinting 100%, you catch them. If you're jogging and you're watching and you're waiting for, for Bradley to make the play by himself and he makes a mistake, then, you know, you've got to look at it as collective, a collective uh, failure on part of three, four, five guys there.
0: Got cross there and save there from Fabian uh, there as we uh, flash forward to the 24th minute. Uh, a real opportunity here, Coach.
1: Yeah. Uh, we, we spoke about, you see how fast the four or five guys closed down Kalistri, and we said to Joey and Rivas and these guys, don't try and do it yourself. Step on the ball and yeah. pause and get your head up, and he did it perfectly. A Perfect. little turn, three, four guys are chasing him down, and Rivas gets through for a 1v1, and I don't know how Lorendi got his toe to that one, but he, and it just trickled past Ian a little too far. There's another great chance, and then you see the, uh, the header on the, on the corner kick coming up here. You know, those are two chances right there. We could have easily been tied or going to the locker room 2-1 in great position. You know, and it's a little demoralizing to have those two chances and come in and you're like, okay, we're 2-0. You know, yeah. we were playing really well and we got punished for it. Yeah, so. and
0: you could really you could see the emotion there from Bradley uh, there after he missed that, and that that would have made such a such a difference going in.
1: Oh, well, it would, have, it would uh, have been good for him mentally to come back from uh you know making a mistake or so to get, yeah. get a goal to pull us back and. You know, we I, we lost our composure. You know, it's such a shock to give up two quick goals like that in the first 13, 14 minutes. And you see we tried to play a lot of long balls. Uh, Juan kept getting farther and farther away from the goal. You know, when ordinarily you'd be more patient and you'd keep them farther up. We know they're going to sit back with a block of five and a block of four. So in the first 20, 30 minutes, it's not going to be free-flowing and easy for us. You know, after our first game against Oklahoma City, they changed their tactics, and we saw it at home, and we've seen them do it every game that we've scouted ever since. They're they're much more defensive-minded and tactically much stronger, and they're they're committed to defending. And we normally should be patient and move the ball and make them chase and look for opportunities. And then when you go down Two zero, the you know, patience goes out the window, and you're pressing, and you're a little. You see the emotions come out, and we lost our head a little bit. So, a little bit of composure there. Uh, playing on the turf, a little bit of rain again. We just didn't deal with the whole the whole situation very and, well. And
0: tactically, that's been very beneficial to them because it's got them right back into the playoff spot. Well, I think right after the first win we had down there,
1: they went to the you know the three five three or sorry three four three with really a five in the back on defense and a line of four. And they've been getting results, you know. So more credit to, to Jimmy and to their team, to working real, real hard. You know, you got to give them credit. They worked hard. They were organized. Uh, they've been having a hard time score, and this time they got rewarded. Two great plays on two quick counterattacks, and all of a sudden we're in the hole.
0: If you're just joining us, though, we're going to be giving away these four tickets and these uh, four posters coming up. You have to like, comment, and share on the uh, post on the Roughnecks Facebook page, and we'll give those away uh, at the very tail end of this show. So when – well, i guess my next question is then about it, does pressure start to to creep in? Have you noticed anything about that? How, how has the team in general kind of handled this as you get set to move towards the tail end of the season, knowing that there's a, there's a lot left?
1: Well, I'm sure the pressure is more on, uh, I think you see it more in me and Brian Carroll okay. and Mike yeah. Malega's face. We're the ones who are like, okay, let's qualify already. You know, uh, The players, I don't see it. I think they're, they're getting that playoff mentality and the training sessions are a little more intense and uh, – and that, that that playoff mentality where every game is, uh, you know, every game that three- or six-point swing could be the difference between yes. you making it or not making it. Yeah. You know, we we left some points on the table in L.A. We left some points on the table in St. Louis and, uh, you know, Oklahoma City. I think they deserve the win, but we, you know, without coming away with a point or three three points there, we, you know, we, we left a lot on the table. So uh, you don't want it to – I don't see any pressing, you know, in practice in the game, you know, after that game was over, I walked in and I was like, what's going to be my message? My message was, let's get in a circle and be as positive we can. And we got four home games and a, and, a, and a game on the road, and we go take care of business. You know, it wasn't, you know, at times you just, you know, sometimes you're critical and you want to break down every detail and you've got to ask the guys for more, and you've got you've to demand more out of them, and you've got to crack the whip. And other times it's like, hey, let's bring it in. We're a team. We keep fighting for each other and we keep going. That was one of the other, like, let's make this the message short and sweet. Yep. There's no panic here. There's no pressure. We've got the guys that we want in camp, and uh, and we go forward and, and qualify for the playoffs.
0: Health-wise, uh, where's the team at?
1: Very good. I mean, I think Kosuke with a real deep bruise on the inside of his knee. He's, he's moving real well. I don't think he's 100%. I think Juan is 100% healed. Still trying to get him, I think, into his absolute best form, but I think these next couple of weeks with a couple of games on grass and at home get him over the hump. And uh, other than that, I think Paris is still sore. I mean, every time he has to whack a ball or gets a bump on the inside of his knee, he still feels it. But uh, uh, in general, I think we're, we're doing pretty well. Uh, like I said, Ja'Cory was coming off a hamstring. Yeah. He's 100%, but he is being called in to go to the road trip to Minnesota with FC Dallas. So, uh, you know, we're in good shape, so I don't think we need to bring in somebody. I think I would have brought him in if he was available uh, to give us just that extra guy who's good on the ball, really good on the ball. You always want those guys who are very calm on the ball, technically very good and can help us dominate the the rhythm of the game and dominate the ball. But uh, unfortunately, he's not available. We expect... Kellen Acosta needs another couple of days. We expect him to be all right, and then probably Ja'Cory be available for San Antonio next week.
0: Before we take a look back at the West Coast road trip, and uh, the seven points that came out of that, I do want to mention that uh, some very positive news for for George and uh, for for Corrales in getting that contract with the Chicago Fire. Much deserved uh, for his, his play the entire year, and you had been telling us that that's a guy that they had been keeping an eye on the entire year
1: yeah i mean uh you know minnesota has inquired about mojadama we uh we talked to teams here and internationally about a couple other players we know there's four or five guys here that uh that have the ability with not right away then within a year or a half a year to jump up to the next level. And, you know, I think that's part of the attraction for Chicago as an affiliation. I mean, you look at some of these MLS teams, the Portlands and the Seattles and the uh, Vancouver's and L.A.s, at times – It's just a glorified academy team, their USL team. And, uh, you know, I think New York's done the best of it, you know, for better or worse. They've made a point of bringing three, four, five guys up last year from their championship USL team. But I think, you know, the model that they do and that we're looking at works better for Chicago to have guys that we know are able to go in and play in the first team. Uh, You know, you don't want to have so many young 17 and 18, 19 guys who are getting beat four, five, zero when maybe 90% of those guys will never be an MLS player anyways. You know, it's a, it's a far stretch to go from an under-18 academy player to being an MLS player. It doesn't necessarily work. So, uh, you know, we expect three, four guys from this team right here to have the ability to jump up and, and play uh, in a first division, whether it's here or another country. So... Uh, all the all the congratulations uh, for a, lot, a great season. He's just been an absolute machine yeah. up and down the field. You know, he took a couple of too many yellow cards and a couple of PKs in the first third of the uh, season. And we talked to him about tactically, you know, how to manage his game, how to how to manage his runs forward how to manage his time with the ball and how to manage just staying on the field not taking too many easy yellow cards and you know diving in and giving up penalties and you know he's responded technically tactically his decision making and obviously his ability to just go bombing forward and to close down guys you know we stuck him on Billy Forbes man to man and he shut him down for you know for the one game that we really stuck him together for the most part and you know always has the ability to get behind and that's hey that's that's why I went from a center midfielder to a right back with D.C. United and, and with the Chicago Fire, uh, because it's a really specialized uh, position right now in, in the higher levels. You know, you look at Real Madrid's and Barcelona's, Marcelo's and Danny Alves. I mean, these guys are some of the most valuable players on the yeah. team. Obviously, you got your Messi's and your Ronaldo, but who can imagine those guys doing what they're doing those teams without those outside backs just flying forward all the way forward all the way back very good with the ball they're really attacking midfielders but out on the flank you know and you know MLS you can't name you know too many yeah, guys that can point. really fill that position right now and do it well and Chicago's been struggling they they made Matt Polster from a defensive midfielder into right back and he's found a home and you know Brandon Vincent's a young guy, and when he's healthy, he's done a, an okay job. But when he was not healthy, or he, you know they're they're really looking. So George gives them a little bit of an insurance policy for this year, and a good prospect for next year to go compete for a starting job.
0: Let's go back and take a look at the uh, West Coast trip that happened in the last month. Very successful trip for you guys. Seven points coming out of there, and um, the uh, game in Seattle. You see the near miss there. Uh, towards the near post that uh, just missed, uh, but overall, coach, I mean, great save as as well here in the early going. But overall, you come out of there with seven points, and I mean, it, it maybe not some of the best teams that that you'll see that are going to be played, but on an extended trip like that away from home to come away with seven, you had to feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got a two-hour time change and a long travel. Out, you know, we stay in wherever we were, Phoenix, for a couple, two, three hours, and then you go all the way to Seattle and beat them on the turf, you know, without Juan. This is Juan's first game back. I think he only played 25, 30 minutes without Kosuke, uh, without Jakori And, you know, that's just a big win for us, a Mm -hmm. 1 0 win in Seattle. And then you go to Portland and, you know, it's 95 degrees and blazing hot on that turf in there. Uh, You know, it was a decent game for Juan to come back. Uh, you know, we weren't able to get the three points, but to come away with a tough a tough draw there and a point is good. And then go go uh, find our rhythm and score three goals and a great win against Vancouver on a long three game uh, three game and what six day six or seven not even seven day uh, road trip. So that was really big for us. You know, go three games undefeated, and uh, you know that put us in the position where we are right now, where we got four home games to go and another road trip and you know, we've got to feel positive about where. And that really set the table, that trip.
0: I I really was impressed with the way that that you guys came out um, and were able to finish against Vancouver for a point that you just brought up. You're playing there in Providence uh, Park. Um, It is so hot that day. As a matter of fact, they moved up the game time because of the temperature on it. You're on the turf, which... Unless you have the the new you know revolution cool turf that's thirty five <laughs> degrees cooler than what the regular is, people don't understand how much heat that that rubber yeah, pellet holds. It's about one hundred and eighteen
1: to one hundred twenty degrees sometimes, and that's why they kept calling. All, they call all the teams and say, "Can we move the game up? Yeah. We can't play at one o'clock. Uh, it's just too hot by then." But so. to
0: fight to fight and to to give up the the first to bounce back, you know, get out of there with a point, and then you come back uh, in Vancouver back on the turf again uh and finish that game out the way that you did i thought that was that was very impressive it showed a, a lot of mental toughness
1: yeah you know hey right there with execution what do we want we want ian sprinting to the goal facing the goal he gets the back post doesn't look like a, a perfect ball but it's just in between the goalkeeper and behind the defenders and ian does his job and he gets there and finishes. then a little bit of composure here right joey a nice little cut gets his head up and he guy gets a hand to it but he just doesn't have any leverage to keep it out of the goal you know uh two great plays by Joey and a great finish by Ian and you know we're off and running and come away with seven points it was a huge trip for us
0: yeah that's a uh, that's a pretty uh impressive turn there from Joey to kind of realize where he's at in space and where the defenders are at to to pull back so you uh, come out of Vancouver now with the seven points there and Come back home, and then obviously the loss to Oklahoma City. Um, as we look forward to Los Angeles now coming up this week, have you seen anything? Have they changed anything that they have, have been doing here as of late since the first matchup in LA? The
1: personnel has changed a little bit. I mean, obviously, with these younger teams, they rotate a lot of guys in. So I think one of the center backs, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, Palleras, is new. Uh, they rotate their forwards. We've seen a lot of uh, Zach, uh, I'm going to forget his name. I want to say Zubar or whatever his name is, uh, who didn't? we didn't really show against us. We saw Dylan, the big tall kid who yes. had a nice chip and yep. scored the goal. So, you know, we're not quite sure who we're going to get because uh, they rotate so many players in from their young teams. Uh, you know, we could get a Jack McBean. We could get another couple of guys from the first team fall down to us. Uh, who knows? So I think the bottom line is, we had to deal with it there against l a we 've had to deal with it now against uh, Oklahoma City twice where you, you, yes you want to play your game, you want to be aggressive and you want to dominate the ball, but you also have to be patient you know if a team 's going to put four a line of four and a line of five behind the midfield and compress the space. Uh, you got to be patient. You know, it's not going to open up right away in the first fifteen twenty minutes. Even if you have a lot of the ball, it doesn't mean you're going to generate a lot of chances. And you can't leave yourself exposed. And I think you saw there on the video a couple of times, we left ourselves exposed. And uh, you know, it's it happens all over the world. You know, teams get countered on. You know, the best teams know that certain teams are sitting in wait and they're looking to kind of look counter, But you still can't beat them. You know, like a Borussia Dortmund or a, you know some of the Italian teams or you know it's the cat and mouse game. You got one team who's pushing forward and possessing, possessing, possessing and then some teams come back and they, they beat you they hit you on the break. So you know, I think on the turf, I mean on our grass in our building it's a totally different ball game. It's not as easy to to slow us down and and win balls when we're when we're playing on the nice grass surface and we're playing in our in our building which we're very comfortable in. So you know, we go in with all the confidence in the world to, two home games, go to Phoenix, and then finish up with two more home games. So I think we're in great
0: shape. And it does, I mean it's still a difficult road, Road, is it not? I mean, Los Angeles here, San Antonio, and then Phoenix, though you you mentioned the way the Phoenix is playing right now, so um, three points on Saturday is extremely important.
1: Yeah, you gotta look at it one at a time. You know, I mean, there's there's at, we, we look at the video, you see how that game went against LA, I mean, except for the 10 minute stretch, like a lot of teams, like Swope, I mean, we had 60%, 70% yes. of, of, uh, of possession. We are moving the ball really well. We're dynamic. We're creating chances. You know, some games you get rewarded and you blow a team out 3-0. Another time it's 2-1, 1-0, or maybe they score a counter and you don't ever score. You know, that's the way the game goes. But you know that we're going to move the ball. We're going to be dynamic. Uh, on our On our grass at home, I expect it to be... You know, a, a big advantage for us. LA's got to make the big trip and the two-hour time change, and you, time change, and you try and do it in a one-day and a one-day stretch. It's it's difficult for everybody.
0: Who's playing extremely well right now? Who have you been impressed with over this last stretch of games on your side?
1: You know, it's it's uh, you know, Jaime Ayala had a very good stretch. Uh, Mo and Bradley had a great stretch. Although you know, obviously we made some mistakes in the back in the last game. Uh, you know. Juan scores a big goal, but he's he 's re- i think really this is the week you 're going to see him back to a full fitness you know being on the turf for six game for everybody right I mean the last two days it 's been like okay we 're finally off the turf let 's give the guys a couple of days you know as much as you want to work and work and work, give them two days to kind of ease up and just let them be fresh and be totally regenerated for saturday so um, you know, Jonathan comes in in the 30th minute and has a great game for us. Jonathan Levin for the last 70 minutes against Oklahoma City. I think watching the tape, <coughs> the commentator for that game within the first two, three minutes said, hey, the tempo's changed up. This guy's changed the rhythm of the game. He's pressing. He's moving the ball fast. He he upped our tempo when we were a little sluggish, you know. So Rivas was outstanding against Oklahoma City. I mean, he must have got behind 10, 12 times. And, you know, we asked more of him you know, in the first month and a half when he's kind of adjusting to really having to come back hard on defense all the way back every play, every play. And, uh, you know, he's saying, listen, I'm trying to get forward, but I'm I'm expecting to do so much on defense. And I said, listen, you just got to keep pushing. Your volume on both directions is going to go up, but you have to fight through it. And now all of a sudden you see, he's able to do it in both directions and I think you know he was our number one player against Oklahoma City I mean he he almost scored the one goal he was blazing all over the field and he was dangerous he got behind he, he recognized the space when you have the three center backs that space on the wing to get behind and he got behind a lot so uh, you know in general you need 8, nine, ten guys every game to be at a high level you know if you have one or two guys off his game you can, you can make a change you can make a sub you can get a, get away with it but you know, we know we need eight, nine, ten guys every game to show up and make a difference and and do and do their part. So, you see Rivas here, what a great run! And uh, you know, Lorende give him credit. He spread out. He got a piece of it with his foot. You know, the, the little kick save with his foot, yes. eyes closed. You know, but a, a hard run. He got into the box, came all the way across, and got get a very good finish off.
0: With a guy like Juan, and not you know, just now getting back into into fitness. Is it difficult for him, or he's been around long enough? He's a veteran. Does he, does he get frustrated well, I mean, at, I, at times? I
1: think for sure in Oklahoma City, and I came to talk to him a couple of days into the practice week this week, and he was like, I know. I know exactly what you're going to yeah. tell me. Uh, he, the, he got farther and farther away from the goal, and it's the, 2-0, and what does Oklahoma City do? As soon as he gets on the ball and he lifts his head, they start dropping. And you can't beat them with a 50-yard ball over the top when they know that's all—that's their only concern. Keep everything in front of us. Keep everything in front of us. You know, when he's at his best, uh, I, I point to the goal that Ian had when he got the left-footed shot off and the guy palmed it down and Ian had the sliding uh, rebound. He's crossing balls from within, inside the box. He's taking shots from the 18 to the 20, and he's dribbling into the box. And his passes on the ground, if they're from 25, 30 yards out, you're making a 10, 12-yard ball on the ground in the box. If you're 60, 70 yards away, it has to be a 30 or 40 yard ball in the air or a 30 or 40 yard through ball. It's a much different game. And so as tight as it is in there in the first 20, 25 minutes, he's got to keep patient. He's got to keep going through, you know, the, the model that I was hoping to see over and over again was the goal he scored against Sacramento, where the other team was their defensive line was pushed up at the midfield line. He showed the ball, but then immediately just turned and made the run through and got all the way behind and got end line and crossed. I think Joey tapped it in. The ball, the goalie scored in Sacramento. He's got to mix it up. You know, if you do the same thing over and over again, teams are going to find you. Teams are going to get numbers to him. They're looking for him now. You can see teams are starting to shade yep. one or two players over his side. So, he's got to do it without the ball with his movement, and then with the ball, he's got to be always more aggressive. You know, I always tell guys that the thing we love about Argentinian players is the number 10, the Messis, the, the, you know, all these guys, they're always the hardest working guy in the field. Mm, It's there. Culturally, they've said the job, the hardest working guy is not the number eight or the number six or, or the overlap. The hardest working guy in the field is number 10. You wear that shirt. You have the responsibility. You have to be the hardest working guy. You're always looking to press. You're always looking to dribble. You're always looking to pass. You're either trying to create goals for yourself or create goals for your teammate. And, that's not exactly his style, uh, but in this team and in this league, that's what we want from him. We want right. him to be as aggressive. And if it means he defends a little bit less, fine. We'll defend with eight, nine guys without him. But, uh, you know, that's the style I like, that very aggressive, you know, guys flying four or five guys in the box, and he's got to be one of them. He's got to be within
0: 25 yards of the goal as
1: often as possible. It seems
0: like they have more of a sense of pride in, in that number 10. Than I mean, a lot it's of just a
1: long line of them. Maradona, yeah. uh, Messi, you uh-huh. get the uh, – uh, Rick Kelme, uh, Barros Schelotto, even Iguain over here—you uh, know, the, the brother that plays for Columbus—Del uh, I mean, there's there's tons of them, but they're just flying all over the field all game long. There's no rest. You know, they're not defending, but as soon as the ball goes, they're always moving. They're pressing. They're taking guys on. They're playing balls into the box, into dangerous spots. There's no there's no halfway. And you gotta, you know, you look at Atlanta scoring, you know, 10, 12 goals in the last three games, <laughs> and you see that mentality. You know, they're just all-out attack. They press. If you keep running behind, I guarantee you the defender is gonna say, oh, "I just don't feel like running them this time. I'm gonna let them go. I'm gonna let them go." You know, it's it's a mental. I'm gonna outwork you every play, and I know you're gonna break eventually. Right? You may be, we maybe score one or two goals. We might score six or seven goals. But if I keep making the run, if I keep taking you on and asking you the question do you want to defend me all over the field for 90 minutes not not too many people no. want to do that no not, not at all not too many people have that desire and that discipline and that tenacity to do it but you've got to you got to want to go out there and you got to you got to you got to want it you got to want it who wants it more that's what we want to see on the field
0: do you uh, recognize the stadium at all seems like you've been gone on the road for so long I mean they have to like welcome you back yeah well into the nice the thing is
1: you know the the field will be down so yeah. it'll be in great shape it'll be down for the next four home games uh, you know, we've gotta we've got do what we've already established that we are you know we came in here and pounded Phoenix we came in here and beat uh, Salt Lake 2 0 uh, you know, If you were to say to me, what do you think about the playoffs? I think, I think we go win and go play anybody. If I had my desire, I don't want to play at altitude in Reno or Salt Lake mm-hmm. just because it's that much more difficult, or Colorado Springs for that matter. But as far as playing any team in any certain day and going through the playoffs, you, and I say if we're healthy, I expect us to, to go in and beat anyone on any day and, and go all the way to the final. Mm-hmm.
0: If you do find yourself in a spot, are you still uh, in belief that you could potentially make it up to four if things work out well?
1: I I mean, I think right now, yes, we could make it up. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Swope, I think, made a huge statement and really put themselves in a better position by beating San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio, I'm not sure what their travel was like. They gave up the early goal and they they fell apart. And give Swope credit. I didn't think they could hammer five goals past San Antonio because that's been San Antonio's number one thing is they haven't given up hardly any goals, and then for them to give up five goals, obviously it was on the road, but uh, it was a big win for Swope. I think that puts them a lot more secure to getting a playoff spot, but I think they have the chance of coming back to us. Uh, Phoenix had their run, but now they've got, what, four games in a row mm-hmm. every three or four days. We're going to play them. Uh, they've got one or two more tough games, but now they've got to really do the work. Uh, their Their schedule gets really difficult, so you know and then the guys with us, Oklahoma City and Sacramento, and uh, who else is with us, maybe Orange County, you know I look at them as we 've got four home games we should be looking up we we need to keep going up the table, obviously, they have a chance that they run out of of jumping in front of us, but you know, we got what we wanted. We got the home games. You know? Yeah,
0: it worked out perfectly scheduling-wise.
1: And I think we've proven. We, we, we beat San Antonio here in Tulsa. We beat uh, Salt Lake, and we beat Phoenix here. All the Right now, what you'd say, are the strongest teams, and we've beaten them at home. We've beaten them here. So I don't have any, any questions that we go out there and, and should win four home games. Do you and, if- and we should battle Phoenix at their place. Nice grass field. Yeah. Not a great, you know, not a huge field. It sets up nicely for us.
0: Do you ever get to pay attention to any of the East Eastern Conference games at all during during uh, the season? I watch the uh, highlights, I watch
1: the scores obviously. I know as I said many times Bob Lilly and I have been teammates and friends since you know since uh, the the 1960s <laughs> I think it was uh <laughs> You know, I watch <laughs> I watch what they're doing. I watch, you know, the, right now there's not a – I don't know Louisville at all. I, right. They seem to be the best team over there at the moment, and I haven't even watched them play. I've seen their highlights. I've never watched them play. I'm not focused on it right now. If we get past the first or second round of the playoffs, That's then, when then start we'll start – we'll uh, you know, because there's no sense spending too much time because we don't even know who the top eight are going to be in their conference right. as well. So. You know, if we get a round or two in and they're you know, they're down to three or four teams then, you know, me, Koske, Lloyd and uh, you know, we'll start splitting that up and start really going to school with it. But there's no there's no need to right now. We're only gonna see one team if if, mm-hmm. if at all. And until they get down to two or four teams there's not too much sense in wasting and there's so much video to watch yeah. out there of ourselves and You know, the next five games plus potential playoff things that it's just not time, you know, it's not worth our time to to worry about the other other conference right now.
0: Have you started to work ahead yet on video or just strictly? We're always a game. I'm always a game or two ahead at
1: times. I tell Koskaya or Lloyd to look ahead uh, if we have a tough, you know, just logistically a tough schedule. But, you know, we've seen everyone now. Yep. You know, we saw Phoenix. I think they're stronger now than they were when we saw them, but just because they're a little bit more cohesive unit with the new coach but as far as the potential i don't think they're a better team than what we played right here and we beat them three zero so uh you know there's really nothing to look past la right now right. we know la has just enough of uh ability and danger they they proved it before they got two quick guys on the wings and the kid dylan popped in a nice goal and uh they've got enough to make just like any any of these teams this the portlands the vancouver's the seattle's they're giving everyone a scare right now and right now most of them having to play for so they're just playing spoiler they yep. come out go out 100 percent with no pressure and that you know they're going to make it difficult for teams
0: you can get your tickets at roughnecksfc.com uh, remember it's a seven o'clock start on saturday kids are back in school so 30 minutes earlier seven o'clock on saturday and as we get set to uh, wrap up we're going to give away these four tickets and the four posters that go along with it. I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. It's Dan Tebo. Tebow? Tebow? There's not a W on the end of it, so I know you're not related to Tim, so Dan, T-E-B-O. I hope it's Tebo. Uh, congratulations. You are a winner. Now, your tickets will be waiting for you at Will Call here at 1-0 Field, so congratulations to Dan, and thank you very much for tuning in and watching this afternoon. Coach, great to see you back here. Glad the team uh, is uh, primed up and ready to go for Saturday as we try to get three more points on the board and make that push uh, towards the playoff and be able to uh, clinch a spot. Thank you for joining us here on this uh, Thursday edition. It's nice to be back. that do it for us today I want to thank everyone uh for all of their hard work alan upstairs making sure he's hitting all the right buttons and for everyone here at one oak field we'll see you back here next week and on next saturday as well or this saturday come out and uh, support the tulsa roughnecks we'll see you next week on the pop and bot show